Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prosperous B.I.Z. Show. My name is Esme and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. And joining me today is a very special guest, Cheryl Fields. Now, I wasn't quite sure, to be honest, how I was going to feel about doing this episode because Cheryl is in financial management. And to be perfectly honest, that is a topic that has bored me to tears for a very, very long time. But Cheryl has such an amazing way of explaining finances and how to manage your money, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you don't necessarily know where to turn, you don't know what you should be thinking about, what you should be planning for. Cheryl has a great way of making it all make sense and making it all sound doable. So Cheryl has been living the entrepreneur lifestyle for over 30 years and she has had companies all around the country and she's owned businesses in many different locations. She has so much experience and she ended up going through a little bit of a lifestyle upset for lack of a better word and she had to come to terms with her money and that led her to what she does now with helping people set up systems for growing their wealth and creating financial success. And I also want to encourage you, if you're interested in learning more about managing your money, about getting a handle on things, I want you to grab a pen and a piece of paper for this episode because we're going to be going over some really interesting things and I want you to take notes. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and what you're all about to our audience in your own words? Well, one of the things, yes, I'd love to. Um, As you mentioned in the intro, um, I have been an entrepreneur for 35 years. And for most of that time, I was in a small business arena. Um, I had one brick and mortar company, but basically everything was more of a service oriented, whether it was broadcast quality video or graphics and design, or I published a business newspaper in Maine and Atlantic Canada. So those, those were kind of businesses that... Um, that I was used to. And then, um, but everything changed for me in, um, in right about 2002, I guess, or actually right around 2000. And I was selling this business journal to an international client um, who wanted to buy the publication. And I took on a consultant to help me do that. Well, long story short, we got into more of a relationship and it ended up being, for me, being an abusive relationship. And so for four years, I was in like a completely different part of my life where, you know, things were way out of control, out of whack. And um, it was just really, I mean, all happened a day at a time. And so it was from that we, I had through that process, I basically lost most of the equity in my business. And um, I lost a lot of the financial resources that I had, you know, built my life, you know, attaining and gaining. And um, it was through this relationship where I let him take control of things. You know, he would be like, oh, well, let's trade in your Audi for a BMW sports car. Oh, let's, you know, you're, why don't you move into my house and we'll, you know, you don't need your house. And the same with the business. And so um, it, I actually ended up starting over um, at 47 years old. And um, so my message, so my story with that is that I decided at that point, I was sitting on the park bench in Savannah, Georgia where they filmed the movie Forrest Gump. And um, when Tom Hanks says, you know, life's like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. 
And it was that day that my daughters called me. They were already grown and they called me and they said, mom, we know that you think you're hiding this from us, but actually we know that you're in a really bad situation. You're in a relationship that's not working. That's, you know, and we're scared. We're just scared that we're going to get a phone call saying something bad has happened to you or, you know, whatever. And we, they said, mom, we just want you back. We want you to know that we want, you know, we'll do what we can to get you home. And it was that afternoon that I sat on that park bench and basically said to myself, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You know, what are you going to do now? And so I decided that even though I had known how business worked, I didn't know how money worked. And none of us are ever taught that. And as entrepreneurs, you know, we focus on our businesses, but we don't really focus on a lot of times money. I mean, money is going in one pocket and out the other kind of thing. And so, um, so it, then I decided at that point I did go home. I got out of the relationship and, um, became a financial advisor and it was right in 2008 when the market crashed. And so there I was new in the financial services field and luckily didn't have any clients, but, um, but you know, I heard my financial, my, all the, my colleagues calling people and saying that they were, they had lost, you know, I'm sorry, but you've lost all this money. Don't quit your job. Don't, don't, um, you know, don't buy the vacation home. Don't plan that trip. And I thought, oh my God, I just got off the dang park bench. And now my job is going to be calling people and telling them that while I was supposed to be watching their money, it all went down the, you know, the tubes. I'm like, what is going on? And so it took me another couple of months. But what I found out is that wealthy people do things differently. I thought, you know, wealthy people don't start over every time the stock market crashes and they have time and money when the economy tanks, you know, what is it that they know that we don't know? Because I just got out of financial advisor school and I wasn't taught that. So I know all of my colleagues weren't taught that as well. And so what I did is I did what Napoleon Hill did in Think and Grow Rich. And I started interviewing people and that's now what I help people do. So that's the long part. The long story is the idea of that's why I'm so passionate about helping women become empowered financially, take control of their finances, have that you know, nest egg that they have, those resources that if something happens, we know divorce is at an all-time high, death, disability, all kinds of things can happen. And we need to, as women, if we have kids, we're the ones generally that are they're picking up the pieces with the kids and with life and with whatever and trying to make sure that we juggle work and family and all of that. And so I was a single mom for a very long time and I understand how hard it is. And so my passion and my mission now is helping women know that they can have be safe, secure, and have tax-free income that they never outlive just by doing things a little bit different than what everybody's been telling us to do for the last 30 years. Sounds like there's such a need for that. I'm, I've got a, a little list going in my head right now of all these women that I know could benefit. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'm glad to do webinars. I do a no-pitch webinar, and I explain the principles to people, so I'm sure glad to make that available to anybody that you'd like to invite because it's important information. And, and the thing that's so important about it is that um, the 401K has been proven to not work for the American family. And it was January 3rd of this year um, that the creator of it actually said it was socially irresponsible. It was never meant to be a retirement vehicle. Um, the whole Wall Street machine siphons off two thirds of your wealth just because of all the fees and the penalties and all of this. And it's just, it's, you know, everything that I've been talking about for five years when I've been speaking, I speak all across the country. And, um, and so now I'm really glad that it's coming out but I want to encourage the women that you're thinking of or the women that are in your tribe and your group and the women that we're talking to 
Don't feel bad if you're starting over. Don't feel bad if you're starting from scratch because we can actually make up for lost time. But the whole thing is don't feel bad if, you're, if you don't have a 401k or if you borrowed against it or whatever because the sad, sad reality right now, honestly, is that the Department of Labor is saying that American, American women at will, at one out of two American women will at one point in retirement be at or near the poverty level. And so we have, to, we have to get the information out there that stops that. And I could tell you why that happens if you wanted to know, but the fact is women live longer than men. And so the simple answer is that we have two checks, you know, and we have the downsize or whatever we get to retirement. And then all of a sudden our money's in a tax deferred account. So we can't get it out without paying, a, you know, a ton of taxes. And not only that, then if we outlive our spouse, then now we have all of the bills and only one check to pay them. And so we have to change that. And there's a really simple, easy way that you can be 100% sure that you're not going to lose money, but we just have to do things differently. And so my message is to help people understand that uh, if, if you don't feel like you're where you want to be, you know, welcome to the club. It's a huge club mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's probably 90% of Americans and especially with women. So um, it's really important that we get the conversation started about finance. So what is that, that one thing that women should be doing in order to make sure they're not bouncing back and forth between having access to the money and having absolutely no money and being around the poverty line? Yeah, so a couple things um, that lead up to that, right? So one of them is, you know, women just, um, for the most part, the women that I talk to, they feel that there's you know, there's some kind of shame around money somehow. Like maybe when we were younger, our parents said, oh, well, if you have money, you know, they're, oh, so-and-so, they're so rich. And they, they, you know, they took advantage of people in our town. And so money is bad. And so, or whatever, you know. Um, and so there's all kinds of stories that we hear when we're little. And so it kind of, you know, we make up, we hear things that we think are true and then we make up stories and then that's what we tell ourselves. And that's what we believe. And we do that in everything, every area of life. Um, but we make up our own stories. And so not that that's a bad thing, but it just doesn't serve us as we get over, as we get older. And it also doesn't serve us knowing that all the stuff that we were led to believe is basically pretty much a lie. I mean, my, my webinar I do is called the three big myths and the one big lie. And it's all about how the stuff that we've been told doesn't really work. And it's, it's benefited the financial industry way more than it's benefiting American families. So um, what we need to do is we need to think about, okay, let's get the conversation started. You know, let's, women feel intimidated about that. Generally, they're talking to male, male financial advisors. And, you know, I, I mean, I know I have, even my friends will come to me and they'll like, well, I just sat through this meeting with my husband and I have I just kept shaking my head. Yes. And I have no idea what they were talking about. Will you go through this with me and tell me what all this means? You know? And so I, of course, you know, and so thank goodness I do have my financial you know, advisor background. Um, although, you know, now I take a very different route, but, but the whole thing is we need to know, we need to start the conversation and we need to just take stock of where we are. Um, I can tell you um, whether I'm talking to somebody who is like feeling like they're starting over or like I work with some of the, you know, some pretty big coaches in the industry and things like that. And everybody, when they send me the information about where they are financially, they're all like, oh, I know I'm really bad. I know this is really screwed up. So please don't make fun of me or something, you know? And I'm just like, oh my God, I love you for being able to put it down on paper. I love you for being able to step up and say, hey, how, what can we do? How can you help? And so 
um, you know, it's always about not, not being ashamed or afraid of where you are. So, um, you know, it's getting the conversation started. It's not being ashamed of where you are. Like I tell them, we, you and I were on the phone before this, and I, you, know, you were saying you're in New York or Chicago, and, and I'm in South Florida. I can tell you to get how to get to right, exactly to where I am. I can tell you how to pull in my front driveway. But the thing is, I have to know where you're starting from to give you good directions. And so that's what I help people do financially is help them know, okay, let's look at where you are because then we can get you to wherever you want to be. But, you know, the idea is we don't have to, we don't have to look at the whole 2000 mile trip all at once. We can take it a step at a time. And I think it was Jack Canfield who said, you know, you only have to see as far as the headlights if you're driving at night. And that's what we want to help people do is just take the shorter view, bite it off in chunks, but have it be the long-term destination where they want to be. So it's, it's about, you know, being, not being ashamed and not being afraid of, of looking at where you are. And then, um, you know, the third part is making sure that you just do start to learn your options and start to learn what's out there for you. And especially as women, what I find is women love security. You know, we love to know that our money's going to be there for us and our families. We're not necessarily wanting to be experts in the stock market or, you know, buying options and selling, you know, selling calls and puts and all the things that sometimes happens in a more aggressive, you know, testosterone driven and, you know, financial services environment. But we just want our money to be there. We want it to be liquid so that we can use it. We don't want it tied up in a 401k where we can't use it. You know, if we want to send the kids to soccer camp or maybe go to a new, you know, t- take advantage of a coaching program or, or whatever, you know, especially a web coaching program, right? Um, we want to be able to have the funds for that. We want to be able to, you know, be able to build our businesses and build our lifestyles at the same time. And so, um, you know, that's really what I want to encourage women to do is don't be afraid to start the conversation. You know, do, you know, take a look at where you are. Get, get somebody who you trust and somebody that you, you know, you know is not going to sell you the same bill of goods that has gotten, have gotten so many people, you know, in, you know, in a rut. And, um, and just realize that there, there are ways that you can do it and there are ways that you can actually have, you know, the lifestyle that you want while you're building your business. So I would say those are really the most important things. And then, and realizing that you do have to plan for the future because as business owners, um, one of the things that we probably don't do a lot of is plan for our own retirement as well as we should. And that's just because we're putting, you know, money's coming in one side, in one pocket, going out the other, you know, we're put, put passing money from our business to our personal accounts and all that. And we think at some point, Hey, I'm just going to sell my business or I'm going to make a lot of money and it's not going to matter or whatever. And, um, you know, being an entrepreneur is a tough call, but, but as women and, you know, people who are entrepreneurs, we're just driven to do that. That's what we want to do. That's what we love to do. We love the freedom, but also we just have to think, okay, so what if my business isn't something that I can sell? You know, what if it like is something that, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of reasons that we need to plan for retirement, um, in our own re- well, you know, in our own realm and in our own way, which is different from people, what people do in corporations. So we need to take a look at having, you know, the money that's liquid, having it tax free, and being sure we can never outlive our money. So um, as long as we want to work, we can work. But you know, um, when we want to, when we want to start having and pulling off the financial resources, we want to be sure that they're there for us. So is there any time that's better? for someone to start thinking about retirement? Is there such a thing as too young to start planning for that? 
No, um, not at all. In my opinion, not at all. Um, because a couple of things to think about. The younger you are, remember, you've, we've all heard the stories about, you know, like our grandfather says, oh, yeah, you know, a loaf of bread was a penny and gas was, you know, two cents a gallon or whatever. Well, that's, and so why is it now it's, you know, we're, we are in South Florida, it's like two fifty a gallon. And so why is that? You know, it's still the same gas that you put in your car, right? I mean, it makes your car go. But the thing is, we have inflation. And that just means things cost more. And so the reason we have inflation is because governments print money. So there's more money. And so we have, it takes us more money to buy the same thing. Does that make sense? So a gallon of gas, it just takes more money to buy it. So um, we, what we want to do is, we, you know, we do have to plan for that. And so younger people are going to, the inflation is going to be a bigger impact on a younger person than it would be on an older person. So somebody that's already retired, they're not going to see probably a huge change in the price of gas or milk or bread or whatever in the next, you know, five or 10 years of their life, let's say. But somebody who's 25 or 30, well, they're going to, they have 40 or 50 years and they're also going to be living longer. So they're going to have 60, 70, 80 years at that point. And so it's really important to start young and to start making, putting your money in a place where you know it never goes backwards. That's what Warren Buffett calls the, the two rules of investing, which I love this. He says, rule number one is never lose money. And rule number two is never forget rule number one. <laughs> so he thinks that that's pretty important. And we know he's done okay, right? He's done pretty well. So that's what we want to have. We want to not worry about our money, not, not have to, you know, budget and, you know, clip coupons and things if we don't want to, but just be able to know that our money's there and growing. It needs to just keep growing and it needs to grow faster than what we, what we do in the banks right now, which is like a 0.1%. You know, we need our money to grow much faster than that without risk because we don't want risk. And so those are the things you want to watch for. And those are the things that you want to uh, look for when you're looking for a way that you can, you know, save short term and, and, and still save long term as well and have a long term goal. So is there somewhere that someone who is younger should be putting their money that may be different than someone who is older and closer to retirement? Well, the, um, you know, the big I want to say the boondoggle that we've been led to believe is that, you know, we should take, you should take risk when you're younger and then you then not take as much risk when you're older. But what I saw in 2008, when people were losing like their life savings, money that they'd worked their whole lives for, and they, they'd worried about, you know, okay, should I buy this investment or that one? Or should I do this or that? And so they got to that point, and because the money was in the stock market and, and not protected, they lost it. And so what I, would, you know, what I want to tell people for sure is don't put, have your money where you have market risk. So have it in, in a place where you can get a good return. Um, you know, we like to say you know, a 5% tax-free return is a good return. And so have it in a place where you can get that kind of return. And in that way your money is going to double every 12 to, you know, 15 years or whatever. Um, some of the accounts that we offer, are, you know, are six or 7%. So, you know, your money doubles faster, doubles five in 10 to 15 years, let's say. And so then you, now you're on a plan, no matter how much time you have. So, you know, 50,000 becomes a hundred, which becomes 200, which becomes 400. And when you're younger, you have time to let those multiples work for you. But what you don't want to do is have it in a place, no matter how much money you can make and save over time, 
number one, putting it in a bank where it's going to get you one-tenth of 1% or 1% or whatever they pay, that's not getting you ahead because inflation is outpacing that. So it's costing you more to leave your money sitting there. And then the other side of it is you don't want to put it in a place where you're going to have risk, where your money can all be gone or partially be gone. You want to make sure that it grows on itself every day so that you have that uninterrupted compound interest that Einstein called, you know, the eighth wonder of the world. So mm -hmm. that's all we want to do is have uninterrupted compounding. So starting early is really important. Would there be different advice as you go through life? You know, there could be, but what we feel like, and um, I think that you mentioned about my um, holistic wealth for women. And the whole thing is we need to take a holistic approach and whole is spelled W H O L E. So holistic is spelled with a W because we need to look at our whole life and have a plan that goes through the stages with us. So it makes it so much easier. So I would say that that's really a good, um, a goal for um, young people as well as people that are, you know, Gen Xers and even people that are in the baby boomer years is just have a plan that you know that you're not going to have to switch up. You're not going to have to change. You're not going to have to sell it at one point to do something else. Have something that takes you your whole life. And of course, we feel like tax-free is really important because you know, and right now our country is $20 trillion in debt. And so where's the government going to get that money? You know, they don't make anything or do anything to generate their own wealth. They take from people who work in the form of taxes. And so we know that they're going to, somebody's going to pay that tax bill. And so we have to, and that's really, you know, a good topic for right now is we're all, you know, it's kind of that time of year, but we have, we have to say, you know, we have to think about that and put ourselves in a position where it doesn't matter if the tax rates go up because we have our money safe and secure using the IRS tax code, of course, um, to do it. And that's what wealthy people do, but to be able to have our money safe and secure so that we don't have to worry about, you know, taxes in the future. So earlier you mentioned that wealthy people do things differently. Is that mm -hmm. one of the key differences that they do? Yes. So the, the thing, what I found out is that um, wealthy people are sure that their money never goes backwards. Now, it's not to say that if you want to buy a piece of a property or you want to, you know, do something with, with, you know, some of the money, whatever, if there's speculative things that you want to do, then wealthy people have the underlying investment where they know that that money's growing for them. And then they'll take the earnings, the growth, not their own money and putting everything into something that could go belly up. They, then they take the growth and they use that. And the big key um, is leverage. Again, so leverage just means making sure that your money's growing faster than, so that you're actually getting ahead. Um, two quotes I love from Robert Kiyosaki, um, and I use them in my talks. One of them is, um, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep, how hard it works for you, and how many generations you keep it for. Mm, I like that. I love that. And that's from, um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then um, the other one that he just said a few, uh, a few weeks ago, and um, again, um, just common sense knowledge was he said, if you put your money in a bank account right now and think you're ever going to get ahead or build wealth, forget it, you know, forget about it. Because he said, it's not only not working, he said, it's actually a little bit crazy. And those are his words. So we need to understand that 
You get stuff from the bank all the time that says, oh, put your money in here and, you know, we'll give you one-tenth of one percent more than the guy down the street. But the reality is, and this is what we talk about on the webinar, so it might be a lot of information, but the thing is, we do outline it for you, but the thing is, banks are allowed to loan your money out seven times for every dollar you put in. So that means they loan it out to one person for a car at maybe 5%, somebody for a house at 3%, somebody for maybe Apple technology or a cruise or something at 10%, and then two or three credit cards at, let's say, 20 or 25%. Now the bank is making 100% on the money that you put in there, and they're giving you 1% on if you're lucky. And that's what, that's what wealthy people understand is we need to recapture all that interest money. We need to finance things in our life. Absolutely. But we need to be able to bring back that interest money so that money doesn't slip through our fingers. And that's what can continue to grow for us and to, you know, compound for us like we talked about. So again, that's what wealthy people do. And they make sure their money's liquid. When we put our money in 401ks, as we all know, you're not allowed to touch it till you're 59 and a half. Well, if things go bad, like they did in 08, or even if you've done the best you could do and things didn't go that bad, you still, that you don't have, you don't have any control of what the market will be when you retire or what the taxes will be. And so we think that's a risk way too big to take. And um, the analogy that I use in my talks is I say, did you know, and it's true, you can Google it, that more people died going down Mount Everest than they did climbing up it. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? So I think, oh my gosh, that's what we do financially. We plan and plan and plan. And then we put our flag in the top and we go, okay, I'm retired. And then all of a sudden it's now, what do I do? How do I get the money out? How do I get it without having to pay 20 or 30 or 40% to the government? And so that's by then it's kind of too late. So we want to say, look, it's all coming out now that this isn't working for most people. So let's look at what is. And so um, that's really, you know, that's really a big, a big thing that wealthy people do is they make sure their money never goes backwards. They make sure it's liquid. If they need it, they can use it. They make sure that they're getting a good return, a tax-free return so that they don't have to worry about it. And then they make sure that even if they do spend all their money in retirement, because the programs that we use are based with insurance companies instead of banks, that we have that component, like Robert Kiyosaki said, how many, how many generations you keep it for. So we have the um, insurance component where it actually, I tell people it's a way you can spend all your money and pass it on to your kids. So it's a, just a different, you know, a different way of looking. But we use, again, the, the key is to using, you know, so rock solid companies, companies like I use that have been in business for 150 years. So you don't want to go with fly by night companies for sure. But um, of course, this is a, you know, a specialty and it's, a, it's, you know, something that is worth looking into for people so that they can be sure that they just take all that financial stress off their, off their plate. That sounds like a, a very much, much needed uh, service and opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that just I, and we were talking about taxes a moment ago. So it's like been like the biggest headache of my year so far is dealing with my taxes. It is. And because, you know, and here's the thing that usually happens is that our, your CPA or your accountant or whatever will call you. Let's say you take all your stuff into them and then they call you and then they say, oh, well, you can either write a check for $4,000 to the government or you can write a check for $4,000 in a tax to, and, and put it in your tax deferred account. 
Well, when you put it that way, it's a no-brainer, right? You're like, well, duh, who's going to, you know, I'd rather do this than that. But we just say that's really not the best time to plan, you know, when your tax returns due and you're trying to figure out how to reduce it at that point. We say if we can be a little more proactive, we can actually avoid a lot of that headache. And so I, my heart goes out to you because I know I did that for years. And, um, you know, I was an entrepreneur for a very long time before I learned a lot of the things that I've learned the last 10 years. So, um, you know, it, it's, um, it's just a fact of life. You know, you, it, it makes sense to have the conversations and to learn what you can learn so that you can make the best decisions. So I'm on the topic of taxes, you have a book coming out, um, Zero is the New Million, How Paying Less Taxes Will Have You on Your Way to the Millionaire Lifestyle. Would you yeah. tell us more about that? Of course. So um, Zero, um, it's, it's actually going to be completed in the next couple months, and I haven't really decided on the tagline, but that's the point of the book. So I'm trying to think of something that would be a little more explicit than, or ex- expletive than that. But, um, you know, so I think that um, the idea is that if you can, if you can pay less in taxes, like, like we talked about, right, to not have as much money um, when you get to the retirement phase or even during your life to have that money where you can't use it, and then all of a sudden you owe half of it to the government when you need it most and you want to retire – we think that's not a great way to plan. So um, my book is going to be about actually the reasons that it's so important to take a look at something different, the reasons that we want to do it the easy way instead of the hard way, and the reasons that it works for anyone. So um, zero is the new million, meaning paying zero taxes um, once you get to retirement and um, using the IRS tax code, like I said, to do it. So this is nothing you know, like there's groups out there that say, well, you don't really have to pay tax according to the Constitution. Well, that's probably, I could be true, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life in tax court with attorneys and with IRS people. So we say, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about paying the tax first so that your money grows for you tax-free the rest of your life, which is totally legal, totally according to the IRS tax code 7702. And it's very simple and wealthy people have been doing it for over a hundred years. So we say that that makes more sense. Yeah, and I'm thinking that, you know, who wants to be paying out half of their retirement to the government when they actually need that money? Exactly. I mean, and that's the truth. And the point is, even as you go through your life, you know, we don't always have the money that we, you know, in fact, it doesn't even make sense to go buy things cash a lot of times, because you're losing the interest that that money could be making for you. So, Um, you know, we want to bring that interest money back. So sometimes, you know, you do have to finance a car or you do have to, of course, you're going to probably finance your home. And so, but one thing about your home is at least it's tax deductible interest, you know? So we're not, people come to me all the time and they say, Cheryl, will you help me pay off your house, my house? And I say, sure, because we can help them do that in nine years or less. But what I tell them is, but then all of your money is in your home. And if the mark, the real estate market tanks, you've lost all that money because you can't go to the bank and say, oh yeah, by the way, last year my house was worth this much money and I paid it off and I gave you all that money. How about you give that back? The bank is going to go, yeah, right. And so that's not happening or get disabled, you know, and try to get money out of your house. If you, you know, the bank is going to say no. So we say, you know, it makes a lot more sense to have the money and build the money in your own account, pay the bank what you have to pay the bank and deduct the interest. And so it's real common sense type stuff, but we've just been involved in a consumer motivated, you know, like um, marketing, you know, billion dollar marketing world where we've just been bombarded with messages that may not really serve us that well. 
So is there something that we should be reading or listening to, to get clear on what all of these messages are that aren't serving us so we can start to tune them out and pay less attention to them? Well, um, I think actually, you know, it's, um, you, you just need to replace it with good information um, because then you can recognize it yourself. And, um, you know, um, I love to ride horses. And when somebody told me a long time ago when I was training horses, they said, you know, when you don't, if when you want a horse not to do something, you, you can tell them not to do it, but what you have to do is replace it with what you want them to do right away. Or otherwise they're confused. There's a gap and they don't know what to do, right? And so it's kind of like us. I mean, we, you know, money is a part of our life next to, next to air, you know, I mean, we pretty much need money to get around. I mean, you and I are talking right now on, you're in New York and I'm in South Florida and we're doing this, you know, having this time on all the technology and everything that goes into this. I mean, we need to have money to do things. We need to buy the new MacBook or we need a new phone or, you know, or we're going to need healthcare. You know, there's going to be so many health advantages. So we really need to be able to, um, you know, to know that we're going to need money later in life. So one of the big lies we've been told is that we'll need less in retirement. So I'd say don't believe that and start just, that's probably the first thing you want to start just throwing out when somebody says that or when somebody tries to tell you that. It's just not true because, you know, costs will go up and the things that you'll need your money for will go up, you know, so, um, so that's important. And, and really just, um, I think, you know, just focusing on some of the things that I've outlined is the important things to look for. And then, you know, find people that are teaching that, um, you know, that's what we teach, but there's other people teaching that too. And, you know, it's just, um, it's just important to get the basic knowledge because then everything makes sense. You're like, oh yeah, wait a second. This is really common sense. And why was I thinking that or the other thing before? And it's just because we've been bombarded with these messages all our lives and we just, we believe they're true, you know? We've been told to trust, you know, CPAs and financial advisors and stuff. And although there's a lot of good ones out there and a lot of good information, what we're finding is that the tax deferred system just doesn't work. And so don't, don't wait to find out too late. You know, don't stick your head in the sand. There's, if you're young right now, or even if you're not, it's plenty of time to be able to do something different so that you protect what you have. And we feel like safety and security is really the most important thing because we don't want money for money's sake most of the time, right? We don't, people don't just want to have money to like stack up their bills. They want money for the things it can do, they can do with it in life, right? Things that they can do for themselves, for their families, travel, you know, like causes or charities or all those kinds of things. That's what we need money for. It's not just for money. And so we want to just say people that, you know, people that want to have a rich and rewarding life, a fulfilling life, it's important that you're not worried about money all the time. Um, I was speaking in New York a few weeks ago with, um, on the same stage as Marianne Williamson. And she said, um, I loved what she said. She said, you only need enough money to never have to think about money again. Mm, I like that. I like that too. And I was like, you know, that's so true. So is there um, someone that you would advise people start to follow so they can start to change their relationship with money? And you've mentioned uh, Robert Kiyosaki several times, and you've mentioned Marianne Williamson. Is there someone who can help shed some light on all of these, these issues that, that do come up for us, but maybe without sitting down and obsessing? Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, you know, that's what I've dedicated my, the last 10 years to doing is financial education for women and financial literacy. So, of course, I mean, I would love to have, um, again, 
um, you know, we do the no pitch webinars where we talk, we just talk about the principles that work. Um, we talk about how, how you can actually start to implement this, what things you need to look for. And the other thing about when I developed my own business and my own company is um, I love to tell people that I don't ever charge them for the services that I render. So what happens is if I can help you get set up with these accounts um, and, and be able to help you get on the right direction and on the right path, then um, I get compensated by the companies who I recommend to you. So I find I match up the perfect client with the perfect company because I can deal with a lot of different companies. And so that's how my business model is. So I don't ever charge you. And so that is right there adding, you know, huge amounts to the money that you'll be able to accumulate over time. So as far as other people that do that, I mean, I, I don't, you know, the, I don't like people to think that strategies that Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman propagate, which is basically stay really, really broke for most of your life until you can get completely out of debt. And I have so many, I call them converts that come over and say, because what we tell you is the more debt you have, because we can help you get out of debt quickly. And we say the more debt you have, the bigger savings account, tax-free savings you'll have as soon as you get that paid off. And so we say you need to live your life and not be, you know, I had a client, she just wrote an article actually um, um, for one of the major publications talking about how it really, it was hard on her marriage because she was subscribing to these things that you needed to stay broke and you needed to scrimp and save and pay off everything first. And really that's true. If you're really, really like have like on the skids, you know, like then you, if you don't have a single extra penny around, that's probably a good idea. Don't, don't get, go into debt for anything. But for most of most people who are working and they're managing money, they might think they don't have money, but we help you find that money and be able to start using it and start putting it to good use and without cutting back on your lifestyle. That's why my company is called Lifestyle Wealth Group, right? Because it's all about your lifestyle. We, one of the sayings that I love to say is, you know, the journeys, there's no happy ending if the journey's not a fun one, right? So we want to enjoy our life and we want to be able to use our money for the things that matter most to us. So um, again, I'd love to invite people to, you know, to check out what I'm doing. It's lifestylewealthgroup.com. Um, also, you know, I have the wealth reports. Um, is it okay if I offer that to you? Yes, yes, okay. please do. Okay, so um, so I wrote an ebook. It's a quick ebook and it's a quick read, and it's just the way that you can get started on some of these principles. That's really the um, the, the way to kind of get get started, anyway. So it's it's called the Wealth Report, and I'm going to tell you it's an acronym. So the acronym is for the W in wealth. It's um, the why. Why we need to think about why we want to do this. What is it going to mean? How is our life going to be different if we really embolden, you know, take these principles to heart? The E is for education. And I say it's not really education, it's miseducation. What have we been taught and told that doesn't really work for us? And how can we actually have education that does work? And that's more to your point of where can they go to find that? Then the A is for attitude, because we all need to have a healthy relationship with money. So we need to really realize that we need money to get by. You know, we, we can't not have money. And then um, that's the A. Um, the L, um, L is for leverage, like we talked about. It's for getting a good return on your money. Then the L, um, the L T is for time, um, which is, of course, letting the longer we let it grow. To your question about, you know, when is it to, when do you need to start? The longer the time, as long as your account's never going backwards, it just means you're going to have more and more money by the time you get to wherever you want to be, whether that's 50 or 60 or 70, it doesn't matter. But wherever you get to that point where you want to start drawing off it, we want there to be the biggest amount of money that you can have. And then the H is for how, and it's for financial fitness. We call it financial health. 
So, um, so that's the wealth report. And if you go to lifestyle wealth group, um, everything spelled out.com forward slash report, um, you will send it to you. Um, you opt in right there and you will send it to you. And then if you wanted to text, you can text four, four, two, two, two and and text one word wealth radio, W E A L T H radio, R A D I O. And as one word, and we'll send it to you that way. So I'd be glad to make that available to anybody who's listening and wants to know more um, again. And then we do have, um, we'll be able to give you information on the webinars if you're more interested or the workshops that we do. And again, don't be afraid of what we're going to charge you because we're not going to charge you. It's my mission to help educate people and be able to have them have a completely different outcome in their life that what some baby boomers right now are finding out is a pretty disastrous situation. It it sounds that I've been watching uh, some of my my older relatives yes. go through this, and it's so, kind of scary. So you know what I'm talking about, and the thing is, you know, they can't do it over. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, okay," you know, "Never mind." Uh, let's do something different. It's kind of too late at that point. Do you find that with your relatives? Yeah, and I I know someone in particular about uh, late fifties who is like, you know, I'm never going to be able to own my own house now mm-hmm. and it was like they just you know they waited and mm-hmm. like, you know market will be better and right. know, they waited and and now it doesn't look like it's going to be a reality right. and I certainly don't want to be in that position when I'm exactly. that age no exactly and I mean people are the other thing is you know people are moving in with you know having to move back in with their kids you know or they're you know I mean it's just a, it's just a it's just not where you want to be but, and it's so easy to avoid that. Right. So, um, you know, so like focusing on that and it is good to have a little bit of fear when it comes to that, because it is good to think about, you know, to look around and to notice what is happening to some people because you just makes you more motivated and more disciplined to realize, Hey, look, I do need to get some new information. So, and thank you so much for sharing all of us with me and with the audience. If there's one thing that you want people to be taking away from this out of all of the wonderful advice that you've shared, what would it be? It's really um, to take stock of where you are and to start doing something to get to where you want to be. That's my big, that's really my biggest advice. Don't be ashamed of where you are. We've all been there. We've all started over. We've all started from somewhere, right? And so don't be ashamed of that, but just take, take stock of that. And then just, you know, get some good advice on helping you get to where you want to be because the best, you know, they, that old saying, which I love is, you know, the best time to plant a, a shade tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And so, yeah, we can all look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done it different or I lost this money there. Or, this divorce cost me this much money or whatever, but that doesn't matter. What matters is where are you today and how can you take the next steps to get to where you want to be? So uh, we're glad to help you do that or just go seek out other people that you know and trust that aren't doing things in the traditional way so that you can really get advice that will serve you for your life and go through all the stages of life with you. That's been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. So for everybody who's listening, I'm going to link up to everything Cheryl mentioned in the show notes. You can just click the link in your podcast player. Cheryl, thank you again. This has been eye-opening. Thank you so much. It's fabulous to get the time with you today again, and I appreciate it so much. So thank you again. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, 
you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.